Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. This episode is sponsored by the Using the Power of Your Voice eGuide, your guide to launching your podcast in 30 days. Slayers, are you feeling a call from God to start a podcast but uncertain about where to begin or what you'll need? Creating a podcast can be a fulfilling and enjoyable experience. Whether you're interested in sharing your expertise on a specific subject, conducting engaging interviews, or educating and entertaining your listeners, podcasting can help you establish strong connections and foster a sense of community. Using the power of your voice is a guide to start your podcast in just 30 days. And it's perfect for anyone who is clear that God told them to start a podcast. Whether you're nervous about recording or unsure where to start, this guy will provide you with valuable insights and actionable steps to help you record and launch in 30 days. In this guide, you'll learn to identify your why, find your topic, learn where to host your podcast and what equipment you need to start. If you are ready to be obedient to your calling and start your own podcast in just 30 days, download your copy of Using the Power of Your Voice today by going to www.slangselfdoubt.com backslash podcast that's www.slangselfdoubt.com backslash podcast thank you for your support and i can't wait for you to start using the power of your voice hey slayers welcome back to another episode of slaying self doubt podcast i am here with mccoya banks from love the hair you wear hey mccoya how are you Hey, I'm here. We was talking about it. It's been a it's been a Thursday. But listen, we we are <laughs> we are here. We are showing up, and we about to talk about one of the things. So for me, I have I you know I have a love hate relationship with my hair. I enjoy it, but it be I just don't have the patience for it. And so I've had every hairstyle you can think of, and then finally when I turned forty, I was like, you know what? I'm done with having to make sure it is done and looks a certain type of way. I was like, just cut it off. So even when I get like, I, sometimes I'll grow it out, like I'm growing it out a little bit, but I'm just waiting. I'd be like, let me go ahead and set my appointment for the barber so I can go ahead and get this cut on off. But um, I usually start out telling people like how I found them. And so 
you know, everything's through social media. And I saw, um, I think it was during the pandemic is uh, when you were, because um, everybody's paying attention, right? Um, and I saw it and I was like, oh, this is such a cool thing. Like, I just saw the conversations that you were having about hair. And even at that time, like knowing and not, re- so it's weird, right? Like, it was almost like, we know we have this hair, we know, but that like, getting the education about your hair and knowing what type of hair you have, what products are you supposed to be using? What hairstyles work on you and won't don't work on you? Like how you show up in the workplace, all these different things about it. That is so, you know, so us, right? Like nobody can do it like us. Um, And so I just was like, this is such an amazing conversation. And, you know, I stalked you for a little while. Then I was just like, you know what? I saw you at an event last year and then I was like, hey, I'm going to be reaching out to you to let you know, you know, I want to have you on the show. And you were like, okay, yeah, I, I, just <laughs> let me know. So I was like, yay. So um, for those of you all who don't know Vakoya, I am going to let her introduce yourself, herself. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Oh, okay. A little bit about me. So my name is Vakoya Banks. I reside in the DMV area hey. here since 2010, but I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. So oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else about me? So I'm just, I would say, I like to call myself kind of like a connector of, of pieces mm-hmm. uh, That's what I do. So even though I'm very enthusiastic about natural hair care, I am by no means a cosmetologist. <laughs> So um, I just moved here and got really inspired by just, I would say, Black excellence. Mm-hmm. How, you know, there was so many different communities, I feel like, in supportive communities and bloggers uh, that you can just places where you can go and just be inspired. Yeah. So I could say that's something different from being here that I feel like I wouldn't have necessarily had access to had I stayed in Greensboro. Mm. And not that, you know, there's amazing things about Greensboro, yeah, but yeah. Um, I talk to my husband all the time because he's from here. So okay. he's used to seeing all this like black excellence and just black people doing amazing yeah. things. And, um, you know, it's just not as prominent where I'm from. Yeah. Um, now, really quickly. So I actually had a conversation with someone else who said the same thing. They were like from like San Diego or something. And mm-hmm. they were just like, and I was like, I've never heard it explained that way. But to I born and raised here, born in D.C., raised in Prince George's County, like you don't realize the benefit that we have to being around it to the stores you go to, the 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 churches, the malls, the wherever you were around, the yeah. schools. Like I was like, you know what? You're right. Like. I went to school with people who parents were judges and lawyers and doctors and like it was normal. It didn't seem like weird, like, oh yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was just kind of like it's not it it doesn't seem outlandish to us because it is normal. And so when people say that, I'm like, you know what? I am proud to be a prince. Yeah, <laughs> one of my really good girlfriends, she's from PG County too. And so um we even had the conversation about black teachers. Like I can count mm. my hand how many male black teachers I had that, you know, weren't PE teachers throughout yeah. my whole, you know, yes. uh K through 12. And uh-huh. not there's nothing wrong with being a PE teacher. Right. You know what I mean? Just as far as seeing people that are like you. I think I had two black male teachers that one was my math teacher 
Yeah, both of them were math, math teachers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Outside of that, <laughs> no, I didn't have Yeah, it, it really does make a difference. Um, it does. But then I ended up going to HBCU, so oh, then you well, like all yeah. of the right. <laughs> So Aggie Pride. Oh, okay. Um, an amazing experience too. But you know, Greensboro is definitely a college town. Yeah. And um, and A T was an amazing experience, but I mean, outside of that that's not something that you see every yeah it, it, you're absolutely right you you are absolutely yeah, right so I feel like I moved here got inspired by that I've always um I started my natural hair care journey in 2009 my last year at a &T. um before that I was um you know I've always had a pretty good experience with my hair but um around 2007 I crossed um I'm an AKA so okay I I, um, I crossed and I discovered the flat iron as well as the uh, relaxers too. So I was doing yeah. both. And um, I noticed in about a span of a year and a half, my hair went from my bra strap length to about like right around my chin. Mm -hmm. At that time, I didn't realize I was just using excessive heat and that was one of the problems. Yep. But, you know, 2009, that was the YouTube era. Like everything is like on YouTube and it was like super, I feel like authentic. So I was able to find a lot of women that were going the natural hair care route. And you got to keep in mind, I didn't even know that there was any other way to do your hair outside mm -hmm. of relaxing it. Like I was like, that's what you do. So it was a brand new world. And when I started uh, researching it, I just was under this impression that I would just be able to just, once I went fully natural, wash my hair and just hop out the shower and it was going to be just, you know, perfect. <laughs> and that was not the case at all. So yeah. did that about 2009, then I moved here in 2010. Like I said, I got really inspired by the networking, the black excellence and networking that you would be able to do here mm -hmm. in a smaller city. Um, my sister and I already had like, kind of like a blog, like a the lifestyle blog, but we talked about hair. So that was um around 2012. And then so I've always been very inspired by natural hair care and just empowering women. Yeah. In um, 2015, I got the opportunity to be a part of a photo shoot. Um, there was a guy, his name is LeVan Anderson. He was doing like oh, a... Yeah, LeVan. Yeah. <laughs> so he was doing like a photo shoot with 20 different women with um, natural hair in mm -hmm. the area. He called it the Washington Naturals. It was an amazing experience. I got to meet a lot of different um, amazing women that like I'm still connected with today. Yeah. You know, it was just I think I bought a shirt that said that because during that time I, I had. I, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. 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 Because uh, it looks like the Washington Nationals. It looked yeah. the same way, but I had locks at the time. So, no, I, I know exactly. Yep. I actually remember that. Uh, I remember that campaign. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. dope. So, he had 20 women. We um, met up for a photo shoot and the picture went really, did really well number wise. So it ended up going in essence.com. Um, and the idea was, you know, just having all these different women. Some of them were bloggers, you know, influencers. I think at that time, I don't know if they had the term influencers, but they had huge. Yeah. Uh-huh. You had some women that was like in PR, some women that worked for the government. So it was a really dope experience. And so what I said to him when he started selling the shirts, we met up to sell it, to get the shirts too. And I was like, yo, you should do an event off of this. And he was like, well, Vakoya, that's not really my thing. But if you want to do an event, I'll back you. So I was like, all right, cool. So that must have been like May um, in the span of like eight weeks. I didn't know that 
I didn't know a lot about events, but I did know that numbers were important. So I kind of drafted the different contacts that I did have in different areas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I collected um, throughout or, you know, got well acquaintance with without throughout the years. Told them, hey, like Washington Naturals is doing something and these are the <laughs> numbers. You should want to be a part of it. And I had to think about what I wanted to name it. And I was like, well, we're talking about hair. What can I do? And I was like, love the hair you wear. That sounds good. Like, yeah. <laughs> Great. So I uh, looked it up. Nobody had that patent or trademark at the time. So it was Washington Naturals Presents Love the Hair You Wear. And within eight weeks, we were able to have, I think, five or six brands that were a part of, uh, you know, providing products. At that time, it was just samples. But yeah. products for the event. Um, and we were able to get 150 women and men, too, because there were some men, too, came out to the event. It was that, I don't know if you remember Blind Wino. Yep. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was at Blind Wino, that art gallery that was yeah. like, really cool. Um, so I was just super impressed by like I was yeah. like, oh, I do that. And some of the women that were in the photo shoot were like, you know, the main guest speakers. And I was like, I really like this. This is really dope. And it felt really empowering. It was a you know, a little stressful to put together because yeah. it's stressful, but um, but it was amazing and worth it, well worth it. Um, to hear women saying that they were walking away feeling empowered because that's part of the natural hair care journey that mm-hmm. I want to talk about in the that's the main point of love the hair you wear. Um, that natural hair is not easy. It's not easier by any means. And there's times that you just want to kind of quit and give up yep. and have, kind of having those conversations. And it's actually even deeper than hair. Like it, it goes, you know, manifest to all different areas of our life, yeah. like spiritually, like physically, all those different things. And they matter and we need to have the balance. So from there, 2015, that was a great kickoff. I wanted to continue to 2016. You know, LeVan is a traveling like photographer. Mm-hmm. So he was like, that's not really my thing, but you should you should keep doing it. I was like, cool. So I dropped the Washington Naturals, kept doing love, the hair you wear. Um, we've done it every year in DC except for last year. So last year, what we ended up doing was transitioning to, which I love this pivot, actually, um, a transition to actually hosting Love to Hair You Wear at my alma mater at A&T. Nice. So we had, yeah, we had 250 students register, come out and we, you know, it was such a meaningful, impactful conversation. So we yeah. had uh, the founders of Rucker Roots, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, they are, is um, Ellen and Eon. I might not be pronouncing her name right, but they're still amazing and inspirational women. They just actually had um, a feature on Good Morning America. Um, They're from South Carolina, right? Started these products out of their, out of their um, kitchen. And now they're in retail stores. Like, so yeah, so they're talking to the students and the students are super engaged with them. Um, We had a company called Mayavana that actually um, analyzes your hair. So take your Mm. hair. And they'll tell you what your hair type is, what things you need to work on, what products might work well with you. So now we're kind of transitioning into that field. We're going to have Love the Hair You Wear at A&T again this year in September. So I'm super yeah. about that. So it's just kind of transitioned. Yeah, and- I love that. And so specifically because of the years that you're talking about and I, you know, being here, right. Mm-hmm. And as we've talked about, just like being as though that you're able to see 
black women everywhere here, no matter where y'all turn. Okay. If you in the DMV, we, we are everywhere. Right. But th that space was probably the space and when women were transitioning into natural hair. Right. Um, you know, my transition happened in I think like 2000, something like that. I had like, uh, oh man, I can't even remember the name of the breeze. What are they called? Uh, they would call it like kinky breeze or something like that. No, uh, oh, yeah, kinky twist. Thank you. Okay, right. so I kept them in my head too long, and I was just like, you know what? I think dreads would look fine on me. Like, right. why not try, try it out, right? But when I started, when I say there were zero natural hair salons. And that was like 2000, between 2000 and 2002. In okay. this area, people, like, I was going around. And some people were like, uh, I think I know. I, I remember finding somebody and was like, the lady was like, okay, so don't wash your hair for six months. And I was just like, now, wait a minute. You know, and so then I'm like, uh, I went all these different places um, to try to really find, like, somebody. And I ended up finding somebody randomly on in the street was asking me like how long I had been locking my hair, and I I, I want it was probably like a, a a inch of hair that I had, and I was like yeah I've been locking for like almost two years, and they was like your hair should be longer than that. So when I went to explain it, whoever it was I can't even remember who it was, but they were like you need to go to this salon, and um it was Jahaz Hair in Silver Spring, okay, and I went there child they did a detox they did all this stuff <laughs> I, I was there for about three hours right and the lady the owner came to me and she said I don't know who started you but whatever they told you in this last two years it's not going to work she was like so I'm gonna get um, you gonna go across the street to this barbershop and they're gonna cut your hair I'm gonna come back I'm gonna dye your hair and then we're, we're gonna get you right like we ain't gonna leave you set up so I went and did that and I was like well you know I had been bold before so I was like sign by me and so she was like if you want to start your 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 lock journey come back here and so that's what I did I I started I waited until my hair grew out I started with them and everywhere that I lived in in the area I drove all the way to Silver Spring to get my hair done. I would not go anywhere else. Nobody else was allowed to touch my hair. Even when people were like, oh, this person is doing this shop. And this person, I was just like, eh, no, I'd already been down that road. <laughs> we're not doing it. But I started watching people like, okay, so you're you're growing your relaxer out. Okay, you're growing. So everybody was starting to make that transition. So that, that period of time, what you're talking about is also with like, in your job atmosphere right when women were coming in you had you had the the bob or you had your hair flat ironed or whatever once you transition into that natural hair thing it that's where it got a little like what, what, what what's going on what's your what are you doing you're doing something new you're curl, you know all of those different things but I love it when I see people like when I see us just like wearing our hair naturally and like embracing it 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 just warms my heart altogether. and so um I you, I know you said that it was something that you were always passionate about but during this journey and being able to like get other people to hop on because there's still a lot of people that's like child no I'm gonna get that head crack and that's just gonna be the what it is because I don't want to have to deal with the naturalness of it I'm gonna continue to perm my hair how has self-doubt showed up in your journey in having to like because you're kind of at the forefront of it of being like like no this is I want to empower you to to take this journey um so how has self-doubt showed up yeah um I don't think that I'm I'm not one of those people that's like what what other people are doing 
I'm not necessarily even trying to influence other people mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. you know, go a different route. Because if if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you. So if relaxers is what works for you, then by all means, continue to do that. This is more so by about the conversations between the people that are like committed to the natural hair care journey. And like I said, to me, it's even deeper than hair. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's, um, it's about mentally, like, you know, we've added a mental health piece to it. So we talk about, we talk about the importance of making sure that we're mentally, um, you know, doing the things that put us in the best spaces. Um, and that was added around 2020 when, um, during the pandemic, because mm -hmm. right, like that really came to the forefront. But if I say where self self doubt can creep in, mm -hmm. it wouldn't necessarily be in like trying to bring other people into or convert people. This mm -hmm. is what I, I kind of heard from that. My self doubt kind of creeps in. And I don't know if it's self doubt or just doubt. So when it comes to putting together this event, um, you know, you have to reach out and, well, in my experience, I've had to reach out and luckily I'm now at a space where I'm kind of building a team and it's being more of a team effort. Yeah. But um, it comes when it's time for me to uh, pitch to different companies. Mm -hmm them to see the vision yeah yeah and, not. and in the past I've had some you know opportunities to meet with some amazing brands that I was just so excited about right and then to hear a no might be really crushing yeah so, so that's kind of where doubt yeah there was a point last year where I kid you not like we started I started meeting with the A&T folks in February um praise god we got a sponsor um that ended up working but they didn't really sign on truthfully until about august oh wow and, and you said the event in, in september the event was in september oh. the way that i was going to move forward with it is you know what i'm gonna keep it real with you um all the way real transparency because i feel like you know so often it's just like oh this fairy tale about yeah. how I was at a point last summer where I even said to my husband, I love, love the hair you wear, but if it does not sustain itself, like it doesn't really make sense for me to continue to do it. Not in this capacity of putting on an event because my family is growing. My time is more limited. Um, you know, I have a full-time job, things of that nature. Um, so if this doesn't, we don't get the sponsors that we need this year. Um, this might be the last love the hair you wear. Yeah. Um, and so that was the conversation that was had last yeah. year. Started in February, had meetings with all different kinds of companies. And, you know, you get hopeful, you get like, oh, wow, like, okay, like they, I met with this huge brand and yeah. they actually heard what I had to say. And then, you know, you need a week or two mm -hmm. to, for them to conspire and figure out if they want to do it or not. And then it's like, hey, you know what? This doesn't really fit in with our vision this year. Yeah. So that was really crushing. I remember last June, I was definitely in tears after talking mm. to certain people like, oh gosh, like it's just not coming and I'm putting in the work. What's going wrong? But God, I feel like is a sustainer and he mm. definitely, you pray about some stuff, he's going to let you know if you're on the right track. So that's yeah. like, easily enough in August, it worked out where we got the biggest sponsor that I've ever got throughout the, the past eight years that I've been doing this mm. and fully paid for itself. The students didn't have to pay to come. Mm. 
So it was impactful in that way. And now I feel like we're pivoting into a lane where now we're going to be going to HBCUs because I do want to expand that beyond just A&T, you know, when it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had to like pivot and be okay with that and be okay with also letting go if it was time to let go, right? Yeah, so, that's um, a big deal right there because there's there's times where, especially when God gives you something and it's like, you gave this to me. You couldn't have given it to me to let it fall by the wayside, right? And you've been right. able to see the impact that it's making. And even if in the beginning, like now you believe, now you, like you got me 100%. I, in, I mean, this I year, mean, girl, like it's like we're getting meetings left and right and people are interested and it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. this, you know, all right. But last year, yeah, I was like, listen, we might not be doing this no more. But you know, that's where trust comes in, right? <laughs> that's where the trust comes in of knowing that and then then it exceeded your expectations, right? Mm-hmm. What you want, what you and 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 that's how God works sometimes, right? Like right. be like, just hold on if you just continue. Cause had you been like, you know what, it's March and nobody has said anything, I can't do it and just quit, you would have you would have missed out on your blessing versus just saying like Okay, we're just going to keep going to as far as we can go, right? And right. Then, and then we we gonna see, like, because sometimes you know our time is God's time is not our time, and it's going to be based on you know our our trust, our obedience, and what it is that we do, so that at the end of the day, He's gonna get the glory, right? And so now, look, you can now say, and He wants to know that we trust Him to do whatever it is that He say He's going to do, right? If this at the, even if it's at the final hour <laughs> see listen so that was my thought I was like so we can still do this event and should we not get the sponsors we're just going to do what we can without the sponsors and then that was just I was just gonna yeah <laughs> we done but <laughs> but it ended up working out and now it feels like I'm in a space of I may have found my niche and mm. that because you know sometimes I do be getting people from um Cause we've done the event here in DMV, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Doing the next one in DMV, and I'm like, well, mm, I'm not quite sure if it makes sense. That that might not be the vision anymore. So this year, I do want to do something in DC, but mm-hmm. it's not going to look like the what it's been looking like. Yeah, and and ultimately, like you said, like the vision can change. Everybody, everybody starts out one way, right? And then, but if the the at the end of the day, the base of it is still the same. The audience just may be different, right? And right. who it is you are impacting, um, you still are getting something from whatever I'm giving you, even if the physical event is not here. Well, how about you come wherever we are and you show up there, and then we have more people there. And then, you know, these young women are able to see that, hey, these professionals who are these doctors, lawyers, you know, teachers, professors, all these things, they're showing up in in, in these big spaces with their natural hair, okay? We, they are out here saying, you know what? This this is me. I'm, I'm bringing all of me to my place where you don't feel like, you know, we've had conversations before. You got, you got a code and body switch when you get into a certain space because you feel like you got to change who you are. And so being able, hey, y'all can come on down here. This, 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 this is the college we're going to be at this year, okay? So- Right. right. And I think also- um, because I have had some throughout the years, different people hit me up and like, can you go different spaces? Like, um, I had the the opportunity in February for the first time, traveled somewhere, got paid to go out there. So I'm just like, you know, look at God. But um, God. in St. Louis, Missouri is a um majority white um 
college, but there was still a space mm-hmm. you know, um, for to talk about natural hair care with the black students that went there. Yeah. And um, ideally, the young lady that reached out to me wanted me to try to put on a love the hair you wear there. But what we got to remember about this DMV area and even North Carolina, because I'm from North Carolina, right? I know mm-hmm. this space of love the hair you wear traditionally what we do in the past the programming has been you know we have a panel conversation with um people that are doing inspiring things mm-hmm. then we also use like a hair care brand let's say palmers because palmers has sponsored us um so much in the past and been mm-hmm. amazing but maybe they have a hair care brand line maybe their cocoa butter line we will use um their cocoa butter line on my hair and then your hair and we have two different hair types right mm, i see what you're saying. Idea. yeah we're trying to achieve the same look. And so then we open up that conversation to the crowd because it's always going to be um, different and you might like it and I might hate it. And so yes. we talk about that in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the love to hear you wear conversations. And then it always escalates to other things that j- just happen in life. Like, yeah. hey, I just decided to cut my hair and my boyfriend is not feeling it. And then, you know, the crowd just, just chimes in Child. with, you know, <laughs> That might not be the person for you or, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. uh, that has traditionally been the space of what we've talked about in Love the Hair You Wear. And um, I say that to say, as we expand to different places like St. Louis, I, what I told her is I don't have connections with hairstylists there mm. able to actually provide that part. So what we did yeah. when Louis was just literally just talked about the entrepreneurship journey. And also shout out to Eden Body Works. They gave us... Um, full-size products for the students so they were able to try nice. those um, products um but um being here in DC and even like your North Carolinas you know we have those like you were talking about yeah. natural hair care stylist yep. now more of those are popping up but you got to remember that's not everywhere so there's still no it's not <laughs> still work to be done and still spaces to you know, create those opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. My parents moved to Florida about five years ago and my mom has yet to find somebody. So she's been doing her own hair. She's just been, if she figured out YouTube University, taught herself how to put braids in her head, she'd be be all the time. Like she'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna do my hair. I'm like, girl, you done got good. Cause let me tell you something. I would have found a barber quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's where wigs come into play or, you know. Listen, but I think also just knowing, you know, what works for you, what what you like. I've just like I I've, I've had it all, and I just this right here. As I go into my mature years, I don't have the patience for it, and I'm and I'm okay with that. I am absolutely okay with that. So, what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? Mm, you mean just in creating love the hair you wear? Yeah, just in in your so yeah so in this journey from start to where you are now, what do you think you've learned about yourself about the business? Like, um, just in when in, in or how have you? Yeah, what you've learned about yourself? Yep. Mm-hmm. What I've learned about myself, um, I learned that. Okay. So I can think of something. My skill sets are definitely in planning and organizing and following up. Everyone says that (laughs) with my contacts that I do have with these different hair care brands or, you know, different brands in general that we might um, have the opportunity to work with. Follow up is super important. Yeah. Um, So those are some of my strengths. Um, But also 
with the things that I'm not so good at, like figuring out who is and trying to build a team mm-hmm. for that. That's really important because at the end of the day, I'm one person and as my life gets busier, I don't want the message or the vision to to end with me. You yeah, know? yeah. So, um, so the team is really important, which, you know, I see some other, you know, people doing that naturally and just doing amazing things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the mom, for instance, is doing like amazing things, right? Child. Yes. Their team is just <laughs> everything, right? Um, like, like it just is. So one thing I saw from kind of looking at that and, and models like that is how you have to have a team. So this yeah. year, like, even with the college going to the going to A&T, we literally have about a team of five or six people that we meet every two weeks and we just kind of check in and this mm-hmm. is and this is where we're going next. And that's really important because um I definitely have some really great friends um that really support my um support love the hair you wear. Mm-hmm. And when it's really time, go time, especially around when the event happens, um, they are just all in. Outside of that, though, sending out the pictures, doing all those things, that's just me. Yeah. So, um, and my husband also, he has a he has two businesses. He has Competitive by Nature, which is like a fitness um, boot camp type feel. So if you in D.C., definitely check them out. Um, they do workouts. I think right now their workouts are on Mondays and Wednesdays. But as the summer comes, that might switch up a little bit. The Competitive okay. by Nature. Yeah, really, really dope. They're doing great things. And then he also wrote two children's books, Young Black Boy and Young Let's Black Girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, y'all right now. We're going to make sure all of that's in the show notes, okay? Because, <laughs> all right, listen. I was going to say, but one thing that he inspires me to do is definitely that whole teamwork and just how he's able to, he executes things, but he has a vision for things. Yeah. So that is important. And it might not go exactly as planned to your vision, but to even have that like capacity to say, all right, this is what we're doing now, but in five years, this is what I want to be doing. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, like, kind of being around people that are inspirational and that kind of thing definitely yeah. uh definitely helps me change my mindset that's why I'm even putting out there in fruition you know what love to hear you where I would love for us to do an HBCU tour I think that that would be amazing and that I'm be dope. <laughs> hoping in five years that or you know I'm not even hoping I'm going to claim that in five years yes ma'am doing that and it will be lucrative and it will make sense. And we're actually pouring into the students. So. Yeah, I could totally see that. Right. Because one, it is something that would be helpful, especially being on campus. Right. Like I think, oh, child, I think I went to Hampton. So I think about the number of hairstyles I had then too, just trying <laughs> to figure it out. I, and I went from ball to hair to wigs to weaves to braids right. to you just going through it because you're at that even at that age you're still trying to figure out who you are and what you're comfortable with right and even knowing and I think the other part is is that y'all so in this I don't know what people had other, other places but when I tell you when I was a kid if you didn't use just for me products uh Palmer's products or motions okay I, I promise <laughs> you motions was like it the black 
hair care. That was it. That was like all we had. You either use that or the hairstylist I used to go. This is my mom's hair. She used red can. I think R E D K E N. I don't even know if they still yeah. in. And mm -hmm. but it was like those were the only things that we could use. Like everything else just made. I remember making my hair feel some type of way, but. Motions was it okay? And every time they added a product, we used to just say motions underneath the sink. And that, now you got a plethora of products to to choose from, and I feel like black owned products like Myelopanics, mm -hmm. and just seeing some of these women's stories, like the founder, how she started, and how it's like amazing right now, right? And then all these different, um, not only stores, but you know, I feel like they're doing things making major waves on social media too. yes That's yes like, you got um allocate naturals is another one first of all i love allocate naturals like their product do yeah. it but rochelle graham how she started out of like literally her kitchen mm -hmm. doing like you know in major retail story stores and ruckers rucker roots another one right yeah it's just like so many curls it's just so many different like products that we it is use. it's amazing to go from this one little section like this to be able to say right. here's a whole aisle of stuff right and when That's i restart, <laughs> listen when i restart when i cut my hair i was like okay now i gotta figure it out because when i had locks i didn't it was it was so long i didn't wash my own hair i went to the salon so mm -hmm. i was just like i don't even have no shampoo in my house like let me fit and i went one by one and i was like let my at one point in time my husband was like you buy another shampoo <laughs> A condition, I mean, but I have to figure it out. I was like, because I could tell my hair didn't feel. I had to relearn. Like now I'm older, right? And so even as you were talking about how your is more than just your hair, like what are you putting in your body? How are you, you know, how are you taking care of yourself? That is still coming out your pores. So I needed to know, like, what do I need? And and then in this age, like I bleached my hair, and I remember seeing something, and somebody was like, if you over the age of forty, you need to be using thirty or forty volume, and I said like but, but they said your hair will fall out and I was just like you know what let me use 40 I mean 30 so I use 30 volume to bleach it but I'm like I, you can't do what you used to do in your 20s and your teens and I it, it changes for me so knowing that and being educated which is why this is important because what you do is you educate us as well right it's not just like Oh, we're just saying, you know, wear a new hairstyle. It really is bigger than that. Like it's your whole self, right? Um, and so that makes it empowering as well because you walk away with the knowledge of being like, I like her hairstyle, but that's not going to work for me. I don't have that type of hair. It's not, you can try, you can buy a wig that look like that, but your hair is not going to do that, right? And you have to know that. Um, and so I appreciate the fact that that is what, you know, you are doing and what you're letting people to be able to see and, you know, get the information from. And I think also just, also just letting it be known. It's not easy. Like it's not like, um, no. we had to, <laughs> I had a perception that it was going to be easier, but it's by no means easier. It's definitely difficult, especially if you add in working out into that too, then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I about to do with my hair? And just there saying. are times that I want to cut it all off. And these are all conversations that we have. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah, there was plenty of times. I still have my locks in a box in my room. And there there were times where I, like, grew my hair because I wanted that, you know, like, the shave sides and, the, like, the big mohawk thingy with the twist out and all that stuff. And I got it to, like, I don't know, probably, like, three inches. And I was like, so, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that in order to get this hairstyle, I'd have to twist out my, like, I have to do my own hair and twist it out and do the, and I was just like, 
yeah, no, I don't. I was like, maybe should I just go back and put the locks back in my head? Like, what do I like? It really was a I had to think about what it is I wanted to do. And whatever decision I made, I was like, you got to be comfortable with it. You know, I already cut your head, child. So what you going to do? And I was just like, I'm going to just keep the party going. But, you know, just in case I might reattach them locks. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get it. I totally get it. So before we go, I want you to tell the people, what can they get by connecting with you? Um, I know that you do the the conference, but outside of the conference, what is it that um, Love the Hair You Wear offers to people who are interested in your organization? So, I mean, Love the Hair You Wear, I won't even lie to you. I could definitely, you know, do better with the social media <laughs> aspect. Because um, it kind of revs up around when the event is happening. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. we do have some exciting things planned for the DMV area in the fall. So definitely follow us at LTHYWDC. We send out a monthly newsletter where we're talking about maybe our product faves. What is Love the Hair You Wear doing? Like, you know, I told you we just went to uh, Maryville University. We also went to, is it Cardozo? Or Cardoza High School. Oh, Cardo- Cardo- Cardoza. Cardoza. So uh-huh. we went to Northwest and, you know, spoke to some young ladies there. So you can keep up to what we're actually doing. Yes. Um, and even even those, even though sometimes that's like a smaller, that might have been like 15 high school students. But it was such an interactive conversation with them. Mm-hmm. I think they're really interested and engaged in how not only can they empower themselves but just the thought of it was two young ladies in particular that um really were good at their hair care games so I'm talking to them like hey y'all need to make sure y'all get y'all LLC <laughs> you know like little <laughs> stuff like that um so that that is something that um that we continue to do and I will say for the fall if you're interested in being around um I would say Black women that are doing their thing and doing amazing things, then you definitely want to lock in to keep up with what we're doing so yeah. that you have access to that. So that is what I'm saying. Like, um, we're not doing a full on event this year here in mm-hmm. D, but we are going to um, make sure that the DC still feels loved. <laughs> <laughs> you can't um, leave us out. Can't leave us out. <laughs> I'm trying to, but again, like we were talking about pivoting, like yeah. it's not event spaces, girl, like all of that stuff. It takes a lot to put on an event. You got to think about venues. You got to think about paying the vendors that come. So I think what another thing that I've learned throughout this journey is that um, even when creating like the ticket prices for something, you don't just necessarily want to have a ticket price just for to cover the venue, but Mm -hmm. the full aspect of it, which might be, you know, if you got a bartender, a DJ, all these different things, all those things matter. Yes. So, um, transparent, being transparent with you last year was probably the first year that we actually made a profit off of something because every other thing, you know, we've been doing pretty good. Yeah. We've been doing all of that, but I wasn't really, I'm getting more so into a business mindset too, because mm-hmm. it's a hobby. It, this is my business. This is something that I put my time and my effort and my energy into. So it needs to make sense for the return on the investment. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, follow us and you know, prayerfully, 
you know, this time next year, we'll we'll have somebody that just just runs the whole social media. Hey, listen, it, it, I love it to the, it, listen, you're putting it in the edge. Go ahead. And basically what she's saying, y'all, is she needs she needs a social media manager. OK, so I'm going to go mean, ahead I and put social media, but I'm, I'm And, you know, that's also utilizing your resources too. utilizing your resources, too. I have a very good I have a friend that is uh, she does social media strategies for um her full for a business mm -hmm. a company that she works for so I thought about it and I was like I probably need to meet with her about a strategy and not just posting things that quote unquote feel good to me Child, so and uh, you go into these colleges and you go into these high schools you better use some of them them children that are good at this is what they are embedded in right and so even say that's that i mean i'm probably prolonging this um i had <laughs> two interns now the past when she was amazing but that's another thing too i feel like that is almost like dating or like you know how they say like a therapist yes. like you know some people they get turned off from therapy because they'll meet one therapist and they'll be like oh they didn't do it for me but it's like no it's like a shoe like you gotta yeah, just keep you gotta you gotta so, keep going until um, you find the right fit Right, right. So we have explored the intern route. Our last intern, her name is Sakana. She's amazing. Um, she went to A and T, graduated, and she's definitely still trying to be involved in like. Yeah, hey, that's awesome. That's great, but like, um, yeah. I guess one thing that I've learned is delegation. I got to get better True. at it. You better eliminate and delegate, okay? <laughs> because uh, life. Uh, and let me just tell you, y'all. She didn't mention it, you guys, but I, we know if you once you start following her, you know that she's uh pregnant, and so she's about to add to her family. Oh yeah. Okay. It 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 you changes. <laughs> Yes, we it's it's all it's about to happen. So uh, when you go from one to two, it make a make a whole. It's a big difference. It is a big difference. Everyone tells me I'm so like, oh my gosh! But that's why I'm really glad that we're getting all our ducks in a row for the fall event because it's like, yeah, like before yeah. baby girl gets here, and this is gonna be a baby girl. So me and my me and my husband are talking about. That means we gotta delegate time for her hair, which we hmm. didn't. How do. about that? How about that? I have a standing appointment with somebody. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> which is the reason why I told the Lord, I told you in the beginning, me and head just it don't work. And I was like, Lord, please give me boys, okay? Because <laughs> and I was like, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So um, Bukoya, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for sharing your journey. I hope that you know you just continue to uh, do what it is that you love. I hope that you continue to share, um, love the hair you wear and the people that will be impacted by it will continue to just spread it. And I, I do see a HBCU tour <laughs> in your near future. Okay. In your near hey, future. We're going to claim it. We're going to claim it. It's going to be fully funded too. All right. And fully funded y'all. And <laughs> you're going to get a return on your investment. Okay. Like, all right, let us go. So thank I will you so say for the one at a and though, we're actually giving out scholarships to some of those students this year. So that's exciting too. So it's hey, like, I'm back hey. to my alma mater and these students are getting scholarships. So. Listen, uh, so, see, this so is, this is the, this the reason, see, then that that's just even more reason why your pivot made so much sense, right? Like, because what you're able to do the Lord be knowing. He be knowing. He be knowing exactly <laughs> where he need to place you. So thank you so much, Vakoya. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. You're so welcome.
All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slain Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.